Okay, let's see here. Today is, um, I don't, what day is it? It's 20 August. It's Sunday. I'm Charlie Garrett, and this is the CG Prophecy Report. Found on road. Dead. That and a lot of other things to go over on today's report. Okay, we got some news from Israel here, from Newsmax. U.S. Saudi Arabia agree to broad terms for Israel normalization. I've seen a couple more articles this week as well. This is just one of them. Saudi Crown Prince bin Salman has told aides he's not prepared to establish full diplomatic relations with Israel. Mohammed has told advisors he's in no rush to reach a deal with Israeli Prime Minister Hardline Coalition Government, which opposes the creation of an independent Palestinian state. News that the U.S. and Saudi Arabia had agreed on the broad outline of a deal came after Mohammed met with Jake Sullivan, Biden's national security advisor in Jeddah. Among Saudi Arabia's requests is that the U.S. help develop civilian nuclear program and offer ironclad security guarantees and concessions from Israel that would help promote the creation of a Palestinian state. The U.S. wants Saudi Arabia to distance itself economically and militarily from China. U.S. officials say Biden believes the U.S. must remain a key player in the Mideast to contain Iran, which makes it completely crazy why he's doing what he's doing with Iran, but we'll just let that go for now. Isolate Russia for its war in Ukraine and stymie China's efforts in the region. The U.S. could seek assurances that Saudi Arabia won't allow China to build military bases in the kingdom. The Biden admin could seek assurances that Saudis will use U.S. dollars, not Chinese currency, to price oil sales. So we're trying to keep that uh, together, but we'll see where it goes. Um, This is a good thing. People say, well, all these agreements are leading to the end times. Listen, everything on this planet is leading to the end times. The fact that the Saudis will make an agreement with Israel means that they will not come against Israel during Gog Magog, okay? So this is something that the Lord knew would happen, and it is written right there in Ezekiel. So it's a good thing from that perspective, and we're seeing prophecy unfold. Anyway, Times of Israel. Israeli desalinization, wastewater treatment becomes global model for water scarcity. Okay, I'm reading this because I was in the wastewater business for years, and we've got a few people online and one that'll be here for the sermon normally uh, that are wastewater operators, and we find this interesting, and we want you to be interested in this field as well. Okay, in the scorching summer heat, an Israeli farmer tends to a drip line taking a mix of ground and recycled water to palm trees. Before I go on, speaking about palm trees, when does that come out? Just came out. out. Listen, Sergio and Rhoda did a new video. It came out this morning, just within the past half hour. Okay, nine o'clock probably. You want to make sure after you watch this CG report, or if you're online after the church service is over, you want to watch this video. It is outstanding. I got to see it last night, did the little uh, checkup on it. It is about the, uh, I won't give away too much, but I'll say it is about the 2,000-year-old uh, seeds that became a date palm in the Judean desert, and it finally bore fruit. And they're going to do something that no people have ever done that I know of on the history of the universe concerning the dates. And so it is very good. It's well done. It's uh, make you happy when you watch it, and you'll be happy when you're through with it. Not through with it 
happy, happy because you watched it. That's what I meant. So please watch Sergio and Rhoda in Israel, their newest video. Okay. Yes, at the plantation in a desert near Elat, the mineral-rich water passes through a plastic tube, nourishing the dates high above. All of Elat's sewage is treated. The treated wastewater is transferred to the last drop to farmers, who mix it with groundwater and use it on the trees. Elat is hemmed in between the desert and the Red Sea, isolated from the rest of Israel with no natural fresh water. Its drinking water is a combination of desalinated groundwater and seawater. After domestic use turns it into sewage, it is treated and then allocated to farmers, enabling the parched region to support agriculture. While Elat used to be the exception in Israel's water management, it is now more of a prototype for the country and perhaps the world. Globally, more than 2 billion people lack access to safe drinking water. Alarming data presented by the UN shows 80% of wastewater in the world flows back into the ecosystem without being treated or reused. Israel began recycling wastewater when it saw that its water resources, groundwater and water from the northern Sea of Galilee, were insufficient to meet the needs of a growing population. We began to realize that sewage was a water source, reaching almost 100% reuse in Israel. That wasn't enough either, so we began desalinating seawater beginning with a lot in 1997 and then the Mediterranean with desalinated water now providing 60 to 80 percent of Israel's drinking water. Israel has had sole access to the Sea of Galilee, a freshwater lake, since seizing the Golan Heights from Syria in the 1967 Six-Day War. In the 1960s, Israel's construction of its so-called national carrier, meaning the pipeline transferring water from the Sea of Galilee to drier and more populated parts of the country, caused tensions and even exchanges of fire with Syria. Water was a source of conflict. Israel understands that the water is a foundation for peace. We supply the Jordanians 100 million cubic meters from the Sea of Galilee and a similar quantity to the Palestinians, mainly in the West Bank with a small amount to Gaza, and it will increase. With rising climate instability, growing populations, and dwindling resources, it's not only the Middle East countries that Israel is helping to tackle their water problems. The world is undergoing a huge crisis. States you'd never imagine, like France, Germany, and Italy, were rethinking the issue. Israel understood from its inception that water is a scarce resource, and by now has a large reservoir of knowledge accumulated over the years pertaining to regulatory matters managing water sources. They are way ahead of the game from most countries. Uh, in Sarasota, Florida, we used to have a lot. Two of the plants that I ran actually went right out to Sarasota Bay. They were very highly treated, so it didn't harm the environment at all. But Sarasota County bought up all of the water and wastewater in the county. You, everything you get will be from Sarasota County. And they've changed that. It's not treated nearly as highly, but it is discharged on land. So as you're driving around, you see any purple pipes, light purple color, that is treated wastewater. So you don't want to go over and stick your mouth over the sprinkler and have a sip. Okay, but... It's uh, actually pretty good because it, they leave the nitrogen and the phosphorus in the water. So when it's sprinkling, if you have the option of getting this for your home, when you're sprinkling, that helps with the, uh, it's like fertilizer, free fertilizer. Um, you have to pay for that. It's like 10 cents per thousand gallons or whatever. I mean, I don't know. But um, 
It's a good thing uh, this year because of how dry it was, they could get no more water. They were completely out. Uh, everybody was using the max. Sometimes when you have a very you know, rainy, stormy season, they have so much water that they don't know what to do with it. And if it gets discharged outside of the plant, they get fined. And so it's kind of a, a game as to whether they're going to overflow and get fined or whether they're not going to have enough. But at least we're doing that in Sarasota. And under our feet in Florida is one of the largest reservoirs of water on the planet. They say there's over four quadrillion gallons of fresh spring water. And yet we're still wise enough to use recycled wastewater because there's a point where you're eventually going to start harming the ecosystem by taking out this water that's under you. Plus, you'll start getting, uh, uh, what do you call it, sinkholes, yeah, and all that kind of stuff. So um, it's a good thing they're doing. People that say, oh, you shouldn't be mixing wastewater back into the water system like uh, South Africa does, and they don't know what they're talking about. It can be so highly treated that there's nothing left in that water except water. So, um, you know, don't don't panic about these type of things. It's something that needs to be done in some parts of the world, and they've been doing it for many, many, many years without any adverse effects. So, anyway, uh, we got some news concerning Christianity. From Zero Hedge, Porsche goes woke. Now, I will no longer, I'm going to have to, we're going to sell our Porsches, okay, because... Um, <laughs> Porsche Goes Woke erases Jesus statue from new promo video. They've got a video, and there's a big statue of Jesus in Spain behind it, and they just erased it from there. So they got caught. The original ad, which was filmed in Portugal, I said Spain, I think it's Portugal, is no longer available to watch on YouTube after the German automaker took the video private. A new video has since replaced the original ad showing the Cristo Rey, meaning Christ the King statue, about 44 seconds into the clip. And it was only there for a second. They could have just left it. But although the original ad is no longer available, one ex-user saved the video. In the two-minute ad, a red Porsche 911 speeds past the Cristo Rey, but it shows only the statue's pedestal and not the actual figure of Christ. So, hey, Porsche, why did you erase the statue of Jesus Christ from your video filmed in Lisbon? The observant ex-user wrote on the platform after first spotting the apparent edit. The post, which has gone viral, was viewed nearly 6 million times as of August 7th, with thousands of social media users commenting to it. Meanwhile, Porsche has expressed regret at getting caught. Oh, in a statement to news outlet uh, calling the removal of the giant statue in its original ad a mistake. In a statement to Fox Business, Porsche said they can fully understand the hurt that this has caused. As the company confirmed, the advert that did not include the Cristo Rey statue has been removed. Uh, the erasure of the monument, which was completed in the 1950s as a representation of Portugal's gratitude for evading the horrors of World War II, sparked anger online, including by some who called the company woke while urging people to boycott the automaker. As I said, your Porsche is being sold this morning because we're not going to drive anymore. It's just crazy. I mean, it, the thing speeds by a statue, and they took the time to, to erase it. That is insane. This is the world we're living in. Zero Hedge. Surprise! The FBI lied about white supremacist memo targeting Catholics' new document reveals. I brought this up. We talked about it, the Latin Mass and all that. I read it a couple months ago, and then they pulled the FBI director in front of the Congress, and he lied to them. 
And as with the Republican Congress, nothing will be done. Absolutely nothing will ever be done by any person, no matter how horrific they do it. They will do nothing because they're weak need. When the FBI was busted targeting Catholics in a now retracted leaked document, which said Roman Catholics were at risk of committing acts of extremist violence, the agency downplayed it as the work of a rogue field office. That was all one sentence. That was, I mean, that went on and on. I'm glad that's over. Now, thanks to a less redacted internal FBI document, we learned that the effort was far more widespread than the agency acknowledged. In February, a whistleblower leaked a heavily redacted January report from the FBI's Richmond office. Interest of racially or ethnically motivated violent extremists in radical traditionalist Catholic ideology almost certainly presents new mitigation opportunities. The document defined radical traditionalist Catholics as those who attend Latin Mass and adhere to anti-Semitic, anti-immigrant, anti-LGBTQ, and white supremacist ideology. I guarantee you that none of those were perpetrated by the, the Catholics. None of them. Based on what the Wall Street Journal uh, editorial board called half-baked open source reporting from liberal news outlets to justify further investigation. FBI headquarters quickly said the report didn't meet its exacting standards and had been withdrawn. FBI Director Christopher Wray told the Judiciary Committee that the report was a single product by a single field office. That's what they told us. That's what I reported, etc. He added that as soon as I found it out, I was aghast and ordered it withdrawn and removed from FBI systems. And he said he began an internal probe. On 25 July, the FBI finally provided the committee with a less redacted version of that Richmond document. The report says that its info on Catholics was primarily derived from an FBI Richmond contact, an FBI Portland liaison contact who informed on a subject who gravitated to traditionalist Catholicism, and an FBI undercover employee who reported on a subject who attended a Catholic church in California. So that's three locations plus another person. The FBI's L.A. field office, meanwhile, initiated an investigation into one subject, while the Richmond office coordinated with the agency's Portland office to prepare the field report. In other words, it wasn't just the product of a single field office, as Ray had claimed, but was instead a widespread effort among several offices. What's more, the journal calls out the FBI's troubling decision to redact the roles of the L.A. and Portland offices from the original version of the Richmond document it provided to Congress in March. The agency defended the earlier redactions due to ongoing criminal investigations, which changed from March until July. Other than the threat of contempt from the Judiciary Committee, it's hard not to conclude that the Bureau was trying to hide the breadth of its Catholics as radicals investigation. In a letter, Jordan asks Ray to, here it is, amend his July testimony. I wouldn't have him amend anything. I'd say you lied to Congress and you need to be charged. To fully explain the nature and scope of the FBI's assessment of traditional Catholics as potential domestic terrorists. Now, remember, this is just the Catholics, but this is the FBI's attitude towards you and you and you, all of us. If you're a Christian and you hold to this, which even the Catholics don't do that, but you are a target of what they think is the problem in this nation. You. 
We got some news from the Mideast and Africa today from the Japan Times. Saudi Arabia seeks to join fighter jet project involving Japan. Saudi Arabia is pressing the UK, Japan, and Italy to be allowed to join a project for constructing a new advanced fighter jet. Riyadh's push to partner in the global combat air program is creating strains with the alliance as the UK and Italy are open to the prospect while Japan is resistant. Crown Prince Mohammed bin Salman made a request to participate to Prime Minister Kishida when the pair met in Jeddah in July. Tokyo, which ended a decades-long ban on arms exports in 2014, is concerned that Saudi involvement could delay completion of the GCAP. They want this plane. They want it done. They want to be able to get people flying in it, which aims to build an advanced and exportable combat aircraft by 2035. Saudi Arabia could provide a significant financial contribution to the project, which is estimated to cost several billion dollars and potentially offer some engineering assistance. So we'll see if they get into that. From Fox, dozens of migrants dead in latest shipwreck incident as Europe's crisis deepens. Nearly four dozen migrants died in a shipwreck off the coast of the Italian island of Lampedusa last week. Only four people survived of the 45 passengers aboard the ship that departed from Tunisia and sank just hours later. The survivors floated on inner tubes until a merchant ship found them and took them to the island this week. The survivors may have floated in the water for a day before the boat found them and transferred them to a Coast Guard vessel. Authorities reported they did not see or rescue any other passengers from the sunk ship. The survivors said they came from the Ivory Coast and Guinea and had no relation to other passengers. The boat had carried at least three children, but only a 13-year-old boy survived from that number. The other survivors are a woman and two men. Several boats have sunk and dozens of African migrants killed by stormy weather over the weekend. Several boats... Many killed over the weekend. That's one weekend, with at least 30 people missing from two shipwrecks in that time, with only two confirmed deaths from the incidents. The Italian Coast Guard managed to rescue 57 people from those two boats. Officials reported that 16 migrants total had died from shipwrecks off the coast of Tunisia and Western Sahara. Italy's migrant crisis continues to spiral, with 92 thousand migrants arriving since the start of the year. That's Italy alone, of which 43,000 have traveled by sea. International Organization of Migration reported that at least, here it is, this is why I'm reading this article, 2,000 people have died or gone missing in the Mediterranean so far this year. 2,000 people just since this year started, the vast majority of whom, around 1,800 people, traveled via the central Mediterranean route. The Missing Migrants Project of the IOM reported around 27,800 migrants have gone missing while trying to cross the route since 2014. 30,000 people almost have died coming across there and are still allowing this. This is insane. This is worse than what the guy in the White House is doing over our border right now. But he's doing things that are harming a lot of people. So I'm telling you what, this is a terrible problem. These people do not care at all about human life. All they care about is their power. From Globes, Saudi Arabia appoints first ambassador to Palestine. KDAL 610, Palestinians 
Israel differ on significance of new Saudi envoy. From the Telegraph, Israel will not allow Saudi Arabia to open Palestinian consulate in Jerusalem. So they've appointed an ambassador for the Palestinians, but they're not going to get a embassy in Jerusalem. So we'll see where that goes. Now something interesting from Mongolia. And actually, this is from Inner Mongolia because I couldn't find anything from Mongolia this week that was worth reporting. Nothing. So this is from Inner Mongolia. China's Inner Mongolia reports two cases of bubonic plague. China's northern region of Inner Mongolia reported two cases of bubonic plague. The two people infected are the husband and daughter of the previous case. Cases of bubonic plague infection, a highly infectious disease that is spread mostly by rodents, are low in China, with most found in Inner Mongolia and northwestern Ningxia region in recent years. Bubonic plague is the most common form of plague, which can be fatal if not treated in time. So there you go. Daniel prophesied that technology would increase in the end times. From Futurism, Chinese military says it figured out how to build laser weapons that can fire indefinitely. Now, it's kind of funny that we're watching this because last night she and I watched a, uh, the old Avenger series from the 1960s. We got to the very first colored Avengers last night. We've been watching black and white for four seasons. We got to the first colored one, and guess what it was about? Lasers. You got it. Okay, let's see here. Representatives from the country's National University of Defense Technology say they've developed a state-of-the-art cooling system that would allow high-energy lasers to remain powered up infinitely without getting too hot. While laser technology has existed for decades, these high-energy beams generate so much heat that they often go haywire, hampering previous attempts at similar weapon systems around the world. The new Chinese cooling system would use gas that blows through the weapon to remove excess heat and allow for weapons to shoot precise laser beams for an indefinite amount of time without losing power or getting distorted. The U.S. has often dabbled in similar tech, but these projects have largely failed to become mainstream weapons because, as the report suggests, they simply weren't destructive enough. This would put China ahead of the U.S. in more ways than one, along with providing a supposedly cheaper alternative to old-school missile systems because it won't need traditional munitions. These cool lasers could also be used to shoot down satellites like those provided by Elon Musk's Starlink system. The claims should, here it is, the caveat, of course, be taken with a grain of salt until we see the system in action especially after the so-called room temperature superconductor debacle. So China has a way of saying they've done things when they haven't really done things. But we'll see. Yeah, shocking. <laughs> Mail online. How AI could steal your password by listening to the sound of typing over Zoom as researchers find it can be 95% accurate. If you are on a Zoom call or if somebody has a phone near you, you do not want to type in a password because they can track it now. Academics from Durham, Surrey, and Royal Holloway Universities have shown that microphones can detect typing patterns, which suggests anyone using a laptop in public, like you're at the uh, uh, airport or something, could have their typing recorded and decoded. 
Researchers trained in an AI model by pressing the 36 keys on a MacBook Pro 25 times and recording the sound before feeding it into the AI, which was able to correctly identify the pattern of each key. They all make their own sound. To prove their theory, they placed an iPhone 17 centimeters away from the same MacBook to record some typing and were able to deduce the content of the typing with 95% accuracy. They also put Zoom to the test in the same way, which recorded the keystrokes with an accuracy of 93%. Now, they've asked Apple to come out with some type of a device that uh, distorts that. When you type a key, it will help distort it, but that's not out. So, do not type passwords around other people with a listening device. Okay, it's a dangerous world, including the inevitable plagues the book of Revelation prophesies of from Mail Online. Doctor on PBS said people should start masking up amid small COVID uptick, even in your own home. Okay, and this morning I read that Biden is already planning on having nationwide masking again. So when you get on an airplane or something, they want everybody to mask up. All right, yeah, even in your own home, you should be wearing a mask right now. Okay, Steve Kirsch. Okay. Steve Kirsch is a guy that's, uh, you know, he reports on COVID stuff. He said, okay, so here's the deal. I reported on leprosy a week or two ago. 98% of the patients who developed leprosy had the COVID vax before they got the leprosy. He says, though, it is just a coincidence. From Georgia Star News, Emory researchers blame structural racism for type 2 diabetes in black people. It's your fault. Your fault. Your fault. And you, your fault. It can't be hers because she's brown. Okay, Zero Hedge. Now, before I read this, I will qualify it and say that the FDA has come out today and yesterday. I saw the same article, but it came out again today because they want to stress this, that ivermectin is not approved by the FDA. Okay, having said that, I will now read this article. FDA drops ivermectin bombshell. It says here, now the FBI, FDA does not recommend this. But this is what happened in a court case recently. Doctors are free to prescribe ivermectin to treat COVID-19. Now, they cannot tell you because they're the FDA what you can and can't do. Okay, they can only tell you what's not healthy for you. But a lawyer representing the FDA said, this is in a court trial, FDA explicitly recognizes that doctors do have the authority to prescribe ivermectin. Okay, that has always been the tradition. Always, if something is approved for human use, it can be used at the doctor's discretion. If you want to try it for this or this or this, that is up to the doctor. That has always been the case, and this doctor admitted it. The government is defending the FDA's repeated exhortations to people to not take ivermectin for COVID-19, including a post that said, stop it. The case was brought by three doctors who alleged the FDA unlawfully interfered with their practice of medicine with the statements. A federal judge dismissed the case in 2022, prompting an appeal. The fundamental issue in this case is straightforward. After the FDA approves the human drug for sale, does it then have the authority to interfere with how that drug is used within the doctor-patient relationship? The answer is no. Jared Kelson, representing the doctors, told the appeals court. The FDA on August 21st, 2021, wrote Twitter, You are not a horse. You are not a cow. Seriously, y'all, stop it. In other statements, the FDA said that ivermectin isn't authorized or approved to treat COVID-19. That is not the issue in question here. 
And question, should I take ivermectin to prevent or treat COVID-19? Answer, no. A version of the drug for animals is available, but ivermectin is approved by the FDA for human use against diseases caused by parasites. Ms. Honold said that the FDA didn't purport to require anyone to do anything or to prohibit anyone from doing anything. What about when it said, no, stop it? Circuit Judge Jennifer Walker Elrod on the panel that is hearing the appeal asked, why isn't that a command? If you were in an English class, they would say that was a command. Ms. Honold described the statements as merely quips. FDA is clearly acknowledging that doctors have the authority to prescribe human ivermectin to treat COVID. So they are not interfering with the authority of doctors to prescribe drugs or to practice medicine. The plaintiffs are doctors Paul Merrick, Mary Bowden, and Robert Apter. They say they were professionally harmed by the FDA's statements, including being terminated over efforts to prescribe it to patients. Federal law enables the FDA to provide information, such as reports of adverse reactions to drugs, but not medical advice. This is something the FDA has never been able to do, and it's a bright line. Judge Clement said, you're not authorized to give medical advice. But Ms. Honold said the government isn't conceding that in this case. She also argued that Congress has empowered the FDA to protect public health and make sure regulated products are safe and effective, giving it to the inherent authority to further its mission by communicating information to the public about safe uses of drugs. A ruling in favor of the doctors would prevent the FDA from reporting on consumers suffering after cooking chicken with NyQuil or that opioid addiction is a problem, she claimed. Mr. Kelson said that wasn't accurate. It's when they step beyond that and start telling people how they should or should not be using approved drugs. Ms. Honold also said that the courts can't hold agencies accountable when they provide false or misleading information. The FDA is politically accountable, just like all other executive agencies. So there you go. There you go. Morality is declining from NTD. New Skittles ad supports transgenderism and resistance. Skittles. That's their new thing transgenderism and resistance from Breitbart lesbian speed date I can't even believe that I'm reading this lesbian speed dating night shut down for transphobia after limiting event to adult human females you tell me from Fox Austin Texas school district encourages children families to wear pride costumes and attend LGBTQ parade. This is the Austin, Texas School District. From the Gateway Pundit, Austin School District shuttles students to pride parade using government money. Breitbart, Canada. Suicidal patient says clinician asked if she had considered euthanasia. She's suicidal and so the clinician says, have you considered euthanasia? This is what's going on in the world. Now, I'm not going to read you this next article. I decided not to, but I'll read you the title from the Post Millennium. Quebec doctors urged not to kill patients after increase in non-compliant assisted suicides. In other words, people were not really compliant in their assisted suicide, and they killed them anyway, and they're asking them not to do that. 
You've got Alzheimer's people that are not capable of making the decision, etc. So there you go. I'm not even going to read the article because it's just depressing. But this is this is what is going on in this world. That's exactly what it is. That is exactly what it is. We've got some other news here from just the news. Hawaii warned of man-made threats years before lethal wildfire. But activists scream climate now. Okay. I want to read you this. I know you've read every possible thing on the Maui wildfires and you've heard every conspiracy theory that's out there. It doesn't matter to me how it started. What matters to me is that this person had warned them and they did nothing. Dr. Clay Trauernicht, a specialist in wildland fire science and management at the University of Hawaii at Manoa, published research and analysis in 2014 with Pacific Fire Exchange that warned humans are largely responsible for much of the increase in wildfire threat by increasing the abundance of ignitions and introducing non-native fire-prone grasses and shrubs to the chain of islands. Trauernicht has published dozens of peer-reviewed scientific studies and his expertise covers fire ecology, ecosystems, tropical forest and savanna dynamics, and statistical modeling. These grasses and shrubs, Trauernicht wrote, cover nearly one quarter of Hawaii's total land area. This coupled with warming, drying climate, and year-round fire season greatly increased the incidence of larger fires. Forbes quoted him that bad forestry practices and a failure to understand biodiversity are far more culpable for making the islands incredibly vulnerable. It's just like California. The same thing. All those fires were a self-inflicted wound because they allowed things they should not have allowed. Hawaii has been doing it as well. A study published in 2020 found these unchecked and non-native overgrowth accounted for more than 85% of land raised by a trio of wildfires two years earlier in 2018. 85% was caused by these non-native species. But despite this, activists and outlets alike have rushed to blame this week's devastatingly deadly wildfires on a popular villain, climate change. Current demands for issuing a climate emergency ignored that the state of Hawaii already passed legislation declaring a climate emergency in 2021. Outlets like The Guardian, CNBC, and others have echoed the climate change narrative in their reporting on Hawaii, which Trauernicht has suggested is a deceitful narrative. I mean, if you've been calling this out now for since 2014, that's seven years no, it's more than that, six plus uh, nine years. If you've been calling this out for nine years and you've got evidence that this has been going on and it's gotten worse because, then people ought to listen. But nobody wants to listen in this world. Once again, I don't care how it started. I don't care any of the other details, which I shared with a couple friends yesterday. That kind of stuff is beyond this. This is obvious right here. This is obvious. It was a self-inflicted wound. All of the things that happened in California a couple years ago, self-inflicted wound. But people will not acknowledge that. They want to find somebody else to blame and they got an agenda to push. From Fox, man forced to ditch $115,000 Ford electronic vehicle truck during family road trip to Chicago. He said it's the biggest scam of modern times. $115,000 truck. Dalbir Bala, who lives in the Winnipeg area, bought a Ford F-150 Lightning EV in January for 
$1,000 plus tax. Bala was quickly hit with the reality of owning and operating an EV. The vehicle compelled him to install two chargers, one at work and one at home for $10,000. Now he's up to $125,000. To accommodate the charger, he had to upgrade his home's electrical panel for $6,000. And now he's up to $131,000. In all, Bala spent more than $130,000 plus tax. Not long after the purchase, Bala got into a minor accident, which he said required light assembly on the front bumper. That was it. Bala took the vehicle to the body shop and did not get it back for six months. The limitations of the EV truck became even more apparent when Bala embarked on a chaotic 1,400-mile road trip to Chicago. Fast charging stations, which only charge EVs up to 90%, cost more than gas for the same mileage. On the family's first stop in Fargo, North Dakota, it took two hours and $56 to charge his vehicle from 10% to 90%. The charge was good for 215 miles. On the second stop in Albertville, Minnesota, the free charger was faulty, and the phone number on the charging station was of no help. The family drove to another charging station in Elk River, Minnesota, but the charger was faulty there as well. There was no other fast charging stations within range of Elk River, and his vehicle only had 12 miles left. Bala ultimately had to have the vehicle towed to a Ford dealership in Elk River and rented a regular gas vehicle to complete the family's trip to Chicago. It was in the shop for six months. I can't take it to my lake cabin. I can't take it for off-grid camping. I cannot take for even a road trip, Bala wrote. I can only drive it in the city. Don't turn on the air conditioner in your EV. That's exactly right. From Breitbart, Chicago group asks gang members not to shoot people between 9 a.m. and 9 p.m. Yes. Native Sons, a group from Chicago's Rogers Park neighborhood, is asking that gang members pledge to cease fire from 9 a.m. to 9 p.m. daily, so no lives in fear of being shot while going about their day-to-day activities. And the council got on board, too, and they're asking the same thing. Please don't kill anybody between 9 and 9. Mail Online, USC's biggest ever spike in homelessness as country sees a record 11% increase in a year to nearly 600,000 rough sleepers. San Francisco and Oakland are the hotbeds with drug tourists flocking to the cities. Equates to the biggest spike since data of the sort was recorded. We're importing millions of people and we've got 600,000 people that don't have a place to live. I got a lesser here for you. Let's see if you can figure out who he's writing about. So, you've got a new truck. You're the man. But the juice is a flash in the pan. Think you're living life large? It won't long hold a charge. You do best with a tank full of bran. Everybody got it. He sent me a long explanation, which I won't read because it's obvious on the surface. Very well done. Who said it? A man says to me, can you explain the seven trumpets of Revelation? No but I can blow one in your ear and warn you to escape from the wrath to come. (laughs) 
Anybody? It's not Charles Garrett, okay? Anybody? Charles Spurgeon. Okay. Um, yeah, I I tried to make it as fun as possible today because it's been such a difficult couple of weeks with all the nonsense that's been going on in the world. I understand that. It's completely crazy. But there is hope for the world, which is found in Jesus Christ. This world is going to devolve into absolute chaos pretty soon. I don't think it's going to be long. We were talking at the IHOP yesterday, and uh, one person said, I can't see it going beyond five years. Now, I'm not going to do that because in 25, 2005, I thought we were out of here. Okay, and that was, uh, what, 15, 18 years ago. But it's so bad that it's just gross out there, and we got to have a little levity in life, so I add in things about Ford trucks just to make your day and to show you how insane the world is. Um, by the way, I have a friend that just bought a new Ford truck not long ago. Um, it's gas. It's gas. Yeah. But anyway, um, if you have never called on Jesus, I would ask you to do that today. I would ask you to simply yield yourself to him, acknowledge that you're a sinner, and accept his, his pardon that he has offered freely because of God's grace, okay? He died for your sins so that you can be reconciled to God. And I can absolutely assure you of this. If you think it through, I mean, I'm just saying this because the Bible says it, but if you just think it through, there is no other way to come to to God. There can be no other way to come to God except through the gift of his son. That's logical on the surface. If you can't figure it out, email me and we can talk about it. But Jesus himself says it. I am the way, the truth, and the life, and no man comes to the Father except through me. Okay, please call on Jesus today because he will deliver us some great day from this terrible place. Okay, I got one irony for you here. This is very good. I got to read one little thing at the bottom so it's not just the title today. Instructor at Colorado Driving School plows through front of businesses building. The car was crashed into the driving school's building right under a learn to drive sign. Such is the world in which we live. So from Sarasota, Florida to Ulaanbaatar, Mongolia, I'm Charlie Garrett, and that is your CG Prophecy Report for the Week.